1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos, and today's episode was presented by BetOnline.ag. And look, our partners at BetOnline, they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. With training camp right around the corner, BetOnline has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and, of course, the Super Bowl. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You will receive a 50% welcome bonus, in your first deposit <laughs> just use promo code believe b-l-e-a-b to get that bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the pod uh, very excited to talk to this guest today and learn a little bit more bring about what he's doing to my audience he is the founder of the players nil the players it is mark kesterer mark thank you so much for coming on the pod how are you today
0: joey thank you very much glad to be here
1: Um, you know, we got connected through a a mutual friend and I I wanted to bring you on the pod, not just because I think you're doing great work, but I think the audience, my audience needs to hear a little bit more about this because this is the wave of the future, in my personal opinion, and you seem to be a little bit on the cutting edge of it. So if you can, uh, just kind of walk us through, walk uh, our audience through a little bit of the inspiration, the journey, and the creation of the Players NIL, if you can.
0: Great. Uh, happy to share. So it goes back to my childhood and, uh, my father was an athlete and, uh, and a junior high gym teacher. And he taught me at an early age, you know, that there was an opportunity to use athletics to better my life. And uh, that was through, you know, uh, social networking, academics. And of course I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to play football in college at a small division two school. But it's that experience that really formed my belief that athletics could change people's lives. And uh, whether it be networking, career advice, friends, Family, lots of ways that people use athletics to better their lives. And other people do similar things with art and music and cooking. You know, for me, it was athletics. And I took my father's message and I expanded upon it. And I was fortunate enough to use athletics to better the lives of the people around me. And so that was my community. I started a couple of youth sports organizations, created a high school program, five children, four of which played high level sports in college. Um, so, you know, really changed foundationally the opportunities uh, for those around me. And when name, image, and likeness came about, I saw an opportunity <clears throat> to get involved. I didn't know what it was gonna be, January or July 1st, 2021, just 13 months ago, 12 plus months ago. And one of the things that I realized in my research was um, maybe the most important thing that was missing was education. Mm. And every, everyone's focused on you know the top 2%, and I'm sure your audience is aware of, all of the big money that the big superstar athletes are getting and the deals that they're signing. But there's almost 500,000 college athletes enrolled in school this past academic year. So we'll be generous and call the top 2%, you know, in the power five conference and the big time revenue sports, uh, very fortunate, but there's 98% that don't have those opportunities. And for me, I thought that the basic foundation of education, uh, could serve them well and carry on my father's mission to better the lives of the people around me.
1: And from my perspective, and and please correct me if I'm a little off base, but it it feels like, and this is something that has evolved over time where I think maybe when I was growing up, when you were growing up, you know, athletics was the key. That was the focus at all times. But I think the Players NIL, it feels like, is about providing tools outside of athletics that make you excel at athletics, if that makes any sense. It's about having a well-rounded life. It's about creating all these different, um, you know, keys and tools. And you just mentioned it yourself, you know, these athletes now are signing just these huge multi-million dollar deals. And I think some of them maybe in their heart of hearts want to have an impact on a community or maybe try and help, but they have no idea how to start because maybe they don't have necessarily the business skills or, and we're going to get into the pillars that the players on IL puts together, but it just feels like now it's about providing something from the background to also help you exceed at athletics.
0: Yeah, no question about it. I think it goes to the times and the times are that, you know, I think what the pandemic has shown us is that there's different ways to work, different ways to live, and and contribute and build businesses. And I think the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well, maybe as great as ever. uh You know, certainly have had a long history in this country of great entrepreneurs that have changed the country. But now you can do it digitally. You can do it overnight. You can do it creatively. You can do it from your house in Cabo. You can do it from your house in. Colorado you can do it from an apartment in New York or California
1: yeah I was gonna Uh, say LA to New York right now we're having our conversation you You know I
0: I I built I built a business since January with people that I haven't even met all of them they're all (laughs) over the country and so you know the five pillars while it's focused on name image and likeness and supporting that they are what we believe to be life skills
1: if you can um, and if you don't mind I'm curious about your upbringing you know when you, when you were growing up, uh, which sport did you play? Um, were you on the side of the fence that did you keep your nose in the books as much as you kept your eyes on the field or were you more focused on, uh, pursuing an athletic career at that time? And as you reflect back on that, how does that inform how you try and help uh, athletes today?
0: I usually pay a lot of money to talk about this, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, no, I, I um, I'm the oldest of three children. As I said, my father was an athlete and a junior high gym teacher. He was a lifeguard in the summer, so always active, always outside. It just was natural. I was, you know, I guess relatively uh, big for my age, and so sports came naturally to me. Um, I did fall in love with, you know, I use two words: sports and athletics. And sports is the fandom part. And I'll tell you a true story. Uh, I was a, uh, I think, in fifth grade on Long Island in New York. And in those days it was Mets, Jets, Nets. And in 1969, the Jets won the World Series or the Super Bowl and the Mets won the World Series. Emerson Boozer was the running back. He came to my elementary school. He had what we thought was the largest ring we had ever seen at the time. Today would barely be a pinky ring. But uh, I was like, wow, you can get things like that if you play sports and you could be on, we didn't even know what television was really, you know, because it was like one game a week. but. You know, I really was eye-opening experience, and then I used that, and I became a huge basketball fan. And the old ABA team, the Nets, with Dr. J, was my hero. And I would go to the Nassau Coliseum and watch basketball constantly. I was a basketball Jones. I played basketball every day from sixth grade to ninth grade, in the lunch, uh, in the you know, in the playground at lunchtime. Um, football ended up being my calling, but basketball was my passion. But uh, always been involved. Always loved it uh always use life lessons that i learned in sports to apply the rest of my life and uh, i've been uh, i've been blessed to do that
1: and now you've created the players nil playersnil.com. you can definitely go ahead and check that out after this interview um you know just kind of diving in a little bit to the to the website um you've created i think a program that encompasses a lot of different life skills that are supposed to help out athletes and i found it to be really it's a fascinating approach in my opinion because i think the easiest argument in the world is that argument of should we pay college athletes or should they just be, quote, unquote, grateful for the scholarship that is given to them? And I think you're taking a third rail, which I find to be so interesting, is that I think you believe – not to put words in your mouth, but if college athletes are to be paid and if they are to be paid for uh, name, image, and likeness, why don't we give them life skills – to create and be able to cultivate and succeed on their own so can you talk a little bit about some of the pillars of your program some of the things you guys really uh you know try and hammer home with any athlete that maybe comes and visits through your program
0: yeah great question so you know i started the the company in january of 2022 this past january with the focus on helping athletes and their families strictly on education we now have evolved in six months plus uh into creating a athlete-focused center of excellence. And what we mean by that is we now want to start with uh, juniors in high school age 16, give them skills, give them education around name, image, and likeness so that they can use that and talk about and be part of it in their recruiting process and their college decision process, because it is a big part of it. And again, not just the 2%, but you know, the division two volleyball player, the division three baseball player, the yeah. name, image, and likeness is being posterized by the top 2%, but it's here to stay for the rest of the, 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 uh, the college athletes. And so working with juniors in high school, getting the ready for college, work through college, and then what's evolved is this post-career guidance, which is the more well-rounded. And so for so long, we've had athletes that have been you know, broken down and discarded at the end of their athletic career, whether it be that they didn't go to school. Notice how I dodged that question about academics, by the way, they didn't go to school, Um, You know, they focus on sports, they didn't complete their education, maybe they made some bad decisions off the field off the court, and now they're paying for it. They're 24 years old, they've got nothing. And so the players NIL, original curriculum for NIL will be five pillars and the five pillars are really simple. It's digital marketing, it's influencer and brand relationships. It's tax legal and compliance. Pillar four is my father's pillar. Yeah, pillar four is my father's pillar and that's community service and philanthropy. I believe it's a great way to give back. I agree. I believe it's a great way to build a well-rounded personality and self-worth outside of sports. If those first four have any success, then pillar five is financial literacy. And who doesn't need financial literacy advice at any stage in their life, no less at 21 and, you know, now you're getting some money in the bank.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I have the opportunity on the Believe platform. I also host a show with former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten and we talk about Chicago bears all the time. And, and to, to your point, we talk all the time about when, and he, he, uh, he retired when I believe he was 27 years old. And for part reasons of, you know, the physical mortality of his own body, he wanted to preserve that he had a little girl, he wanted to move on and do other things in his life. But we talk all the time about the transition. As you mentioned that 24 year old, that transition out of the game that they love because they become a professional, you really have to admire the hard work and dedication that it takes to play at that elite level. The only problem is once they leave that sport, they sometimes aren't supported with the skills to make that transition in life, to leave that game that they love and to live that as you, as you know, Mark, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, we talked to the prepod, your grandfather. Now, you know, sometimes we live three, four, five different phases of our lives and it's hard to tell the athlete that once their career is over, there's another phase of their life. And I find it to be so inspiring what you're doing where the old adage of, well, you can't just give a kid a ton of money. What's a young kid going to do with a ton of money? And I think, Mark, you're saying, no, we're going to coach up these kids just the same way that you would coach them up on the field and try and give them an opportunity to make an impact with their money, whether it is financial security, entrepreneurship, or taking care of their own family. And I think that's kind of the point that we're getting at. And to your point also, when they leave the sport too as well, they have skills to be able to move on and have a successful life beyond their professional career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I think, you know, to use athletics to better the lives of the people around us is is you know one of our mission statements, part of our mission statement. And, and I think athletes have a responsibility. And I know, you know, Charles Barkley doesn't want to be a role model and all those kinds of things. But the truth is, if you're any kind of an athlete in high school, young kids look up to you. If you go to college at any level and you come back for the summer you're playing hoops in the park, people know who you are, right? if you play at a high level or you go to a professional level, you're even elevated even more. And so, you know, while it's not your responsibility, I say it's your opportunity, because at the end of the day, I really believe that an athlete's uh, mental health is around his self-worth or her self-worth. And part of that is the legacy part. And I think that's a huge word. And I ask athletes all the time, if you disappeared tomorrow, would anyone care? And so, from a legacy standpoint, if we can give them life skills that will help them contribute to their community, to their family, to better the lives of the people around them, then the players NIL will be successful.
1: And have you felt uh, through just your experiences working with these other athletes, um, have you felt that that form of empowerment off the field through the training that you guys are bringing to some of these athletes that come into your program?
0: Absolutely, I've had you know lots and lots of conversations, and 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 many of them center around wow, I didn't know I could do that. Or no one's ever asked me that before. You know, do you like, you know, pasta? Do you like sushi? You know, like, what is your interest outside of sports? You know, Are you an interesting human, right? And uh, <laughs> do you have a story to tell? You know, that's part of the building a, a community and building a following is, you know, being real and and, and appreciating those that helped you get where you are today.
1: Final question for Mark Kester here on bet on Chicago. You can go to the players to learn more information about getting involved in this program. Even if you're not an athlete, I'm sure you have a family member right now or someone that is trying to excel in athletics It is never too early to start with this type of program to learn these type of life skills. Mark, I'm just, I just want to pick your brain on this because you seem to have your pulse on it every single day. You know, this has been coming for a long time, right? You know, paying college athletes, Um, You know for their name image and likeness. I mean it isn't at a fully formed place, but I think 20 years ago You know, it was we were laughing at something like this and now it's actually beginning to happen How do you see this kind of evolving, you know over the next five to ten years? You know, what do you think is going to maybe be the next thing that athletes are going to be able to earn money from? How do you think this is all going to be negotiated? How do you see the landscape of all this kind of playing itself out over the next five or five or so years?
0: Well, I don't have a crystal ball and and no one knows. I don't think everyone even knew where we'd be today a year ago. And I'll separate it into two categories, Joey. So one would be those power five conference schools, of which it looks like we're going to have some 40 plus schools in major division one football and everyone else will be aside. So those kids are going to have incredible opportunities, incredible amounts of money. There's going to be some compliance, some pullback, because it's the crazy wild west now. You know what used to be a bag of cash in the parking lot is now up front on Instagram. You know, and so th- there probably has to be some rules around that. But we're focused on the ninety-eight percent below that, and I think that is a little bit more predictable. And that is that the entrepreneurial kids, the kids with a personality, the kids that have an interest away from sports, the kids that value you know their education, that value their families and the people that have contributed to them, will continue to build nil brands, and I think that consumer brands in particular are going to recognize that. And I think the advertising world is going to take a a dynamic shift towards using influencers, specifically college athletes to sell products.
1: And I'm sorry, I just want to go a little bit further on this because I'm really interested in it real quick. You know, what is your opinion on, you know, how is it going to play out? Let's just take, uh, you mentioned kind of the volleyball player real quick. Um, You know, let's just say maybe division, division two, a female volleyball player. And, To her credit, she is not only excelling, you know, on the court, but, you know, she's all of a sudden now having a following on Instagram or whatever platform you want to say. And she wants to create her own consumer product, whether that is a T-shirt or a catchphrase or something like that. Is she going to be able, do you feel like, is she going to be able to create her own brand or do you think it's always going to be kind of the scenario of what we're seeing a little bit where now the conglomeration of like the football programs is someone always going to want to slap a Nike or a Big Ten on top of her consumer brand. You know how how is she going to be able to negotiate that? And do you think a college athlete will be able to sell their own consumer products without without someone kind of overloading that and maybe sort of taking a slice off the top?
0: Well, I think I think absolutely yes, Joey is the answer. They and they're starting to do that. And I think you know part of our education in phase two will be a deeper dive into entrepreneurship. You know, logo design, apparel design, podcast mm. coaching, those types of things. No question about it, they're able to, and they will, with some education, be able to build their own brand, build their own uh, product, you know, create a logo, create a brand for themselves. Um, hopefully, they won't get coerced into signing a group licensing agreement that limits them to do that. And that's what our five pillars course will say: Hey, pay attention to these words in the contract, like term, like payment terms, you know, so uh, and lifelong licensing rights, you know, these kinds of phrases that the average 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, and even their parents don't know what that means.
1: Yeah, that's like a story from uh, the 1960s, 1970s with musical artists, right? It's like, don't be the Beatles or whatever and sell all your masters uh, and then have to wrestle for them to regain them all. You know, 10, 20 years later. I mean, no, that's a a great point. And we're in a new age right now. Um, Well, Mark, uh, you know, congratulations on, you know, on starting uh, the program. And you, everyone that's listening right now, you can check it out at theplayersnil.com. Mark Kesterer here, the very the founder. Um, if you can, any other way or any other uh, socials that you want to throw out to my audience right now to make it easier for them to get involved. Um, it's an excellent program. And again, even if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm no longer in athletics or I have no athletic ability, I guarantee you, you know a family member right now that is pursuing it. And these are life skills that are going to be very important to them. And honestly, if you're not even in athletics, these are kind of life skills you could just take anyways. I mean, honestly, right? Especially with entrepreneurship. Um, so, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. Go out on any other socials or any other ways uh, you'd like people to check out your content.
0: Thank you, Joey. Uh, Theplayersnil.com, as you mentioned. They can follow me, Mark Kester, on LinkedIn. All the social handles are at The Players NIL. Thank you.
1: Mark, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Today's episode of Bet on Chicago is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Remember, promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V. You get a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. I'm also partnering right now with baseball lifestyle 101, BL101.com. 10% off all of their merch if you use promo code Joey guy Thank you so much for checking out this episode. We'll be back with some more of the rest of this week. Till then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And remember, when in doubt, always bet on Chicago.